Hey everyone, welcome to The Withering Effect, episode 139. Today's date is April 10th, 2022, and I am Duds, or Duds versus known to the rest of the interwebs. And I'm Jimbo, you may know me as Jimbo Slice 23 So what have you been up to this week, Duds? Not a lot, <laughs> unless you count real life stuff. That counts. Basically, this week at work kicked my butt. And I know I've said that before, but this was the most butt-kicking week I've had. Like, I'm just coming home, wore out. I'll call home, I'll take a shower, and I half the time I don't even eat dinner because I'm just too tired to make it. Hmm. I'll sit at my desk, I'll get on Minecraft looking to play, and about 45 minutes in, I'm asleep at my desk. While playing? <laughs> While playing. Mm. Just been, like, wore out. So there's a good three to four days this week where I've been on, and I've just been asleep at my desk. So if anyone was trying to get a hold of me, you know, it was AFK, it's because I fell asleep. So not a lot of <laughs> work bad. got done in my video. I think I'm about halfway through, but I've just been so exhausted and stuff that I, I couldn't get it done. And then this weekend, I'm, I'm adulting, cleaning up around the house and stuff. I got a uh, quote unquote new to me patio set. Oh, okay which means I can finally sit in my backyard. But I basically spent half the day yesterday cleaning and power washing it. Yeah. So the other thing is like, so in the afternoons here, it's getting close to 80 degrees. It's like 79, 80 degrees. Oh, lucky. But when you wake up in the morning, it's like 35. Mm -hmm. So you're like waking up frozen. And you're like It takes an hour to warm up. It's like, oh, I just I just hate this time of year. I hate spring. Spring sucks. I don't mind spring, but it does it does activate the spring cleaning. Yeah. So yeah, the patio stuff and the getting things organized. Mm -hmm. That's something. My car is yellow. Is it really yellow or is it white? Uh-huh. It's disgusting looking. And it's like, you might as well not even wash it because it's just going to be yellow in an hour later. Mm. Oh, the pollen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's a weird thing you got going on there with the pollen. Yeah, pollen's crazy. We talked about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not so bad here. Yeah. I didn't believe you when you said that yellow cloud. I'm like, eh. Mm-hmm. But no, it's it's a yellow cloud. <laughs> yep. But yeah, in Minecraft, when I have been awake, I, I've been working on a new storage area, or at least that's the concept I'm going with now. I'm kind of just wanting to get the uh, facade in the front done. Because it's, it's inside of a mountain. So I just want to get the front looking kind of how I want it to be. Uh, the problem is I'm also having a creative block. And I can't tell if it's because I'm so tired or because I'm not fully thinking out what I want. So I, I sat there for a while in creative mode trying to come up with something before I said, forget this. I always work better in survival anyways. And I just went to start placing blocks. And it's working. Like I'm building something that looks good. And it feels functional. It just takes a lot longer to do it that way. Yeah. So anyone who's like, where's the next Duds video? He quit after making a cinematic video. It's, like, it's coming. It's just, it's hard right now. <laughs> Life <laughs> is hard. It happens. Yeah. I took like a week off. Yeah? Yeah. And uh, I'm still able to get my episode out. But, uh, oh, my turn? Oh, yeah, your turn. Okay. <laughs> I, I was drinking my chocolate milk. Yeah, I, was, I, I put my episode out today, actually. But this come out Wednesday, so it's Sunday. It came out. I built a villager house for my villagers. Mm -hmm. They're kind of just... It looks really good. Thank you. 
I put a lot of time into it in creative mode. I kind of went off this picture that I took. I was in this, uh, when I went to Amish country, I was in this store and it had a bunch of like psychedelic type of stuff in it. It was real wacky, wonky type of store. And uh, I saw this little scenery with this, uh, uh, like a little cottage house. And I was like, ooh, this would be cool to build in Minecraft. I didn't really plan on building it right away, but I needed a villager house. And I figured try to recreate that in Minecraft. It's not exactly how it looks in the picture, but it turned out really good. Really happy the way it turned out. Mm-hmm. I got my classic overgrown look. Yeah, I really like when you do overgrown. Yeah. It looks really good. Yeah, I try not to go too overgrown, but I think it uh, I think it went well. I used some mushroom blocks in there. First time I used those. I know. I've been wanting to use brown mushroom blocks for absolutely the longest time, and I just haven't found the right place to use them. Mm-hmm. And when I saw them in your build, I went, oh, that looks so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was real excited to use those. I needed a block to go with it. And, I fe- and the uh, the strip jungle wood looked like it went really well with it. Mm-hmm. So I was able to use that as well. I love jungle wood. It's such an underrated wood. Yeah, I used it a good bit in my base this year. But uh, I was able to get the villagers in there. Had trouble with one of them. He kept running away. He kept trying to get to his station, like, <laughs> through the walls. Oh, man. Yeah. You should have saw me. Like, I have, I have like, a time-lapse part where I'm moving these villagers. In real life... It probably would. I probably would have bleeped every other word because I was so mad at this villager. I didn't think I was going to get him in there, <laughs> and finally he walks in the door. I was like shocked he actually went into the door because he'd walk right past the door and go to this part of the wall and try to get to his station. I'm like, you've got to be ki- t- typical villager. And now see, see, I had trouble moving my villagers because they were looking at uh, workstations through the wall. Also, they could not pathfind. And I thought I was crazy, but you went through the exact same thing. Right. Yeah, that shouldn't be a thing. Like, they should be able to know that. And what's funny is... um, Stupid villagers. I have a little balcony on this house. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really like the way it came out. And I like the fact that the villagers can actually go up there. There's two villagers on the top floor, and they can actually go out on the balcony. And it's like seven, eight blocks from the ground. I'm thinking, okay, they're not going to jump off. Why would they jump off? Nope, villagers jump right off, right off the balcony. And they're trying to like climb up the vines and stuff. I'm like, wow, that ruined the whole like activity in the house. I wanted people to, when they come to my base, to see villagers out on the balcony. But no, they jumped off. I got, I had to put a, uh, a, uh, a fence gate there to keep them inside. So, well, I was also thinking like the carpet next to the door was genius. The only problem is zombies can still get inside. Zombies can walk in there? Baby zombies. Yeah, baby zombies. Well, I plan on, you know, make it so nothing could spawn in this place. But yeah, that's open zombies. Well, I was going to say, underneath your carpet, I think you can do, like, dig six or seven blocks down for that one block, and then place the carpet up, and then no mob can think and can get through there. I heard about that. Because you already have carpet next to the door. You can do that real quick, and that... That'll ensure one, the villagers can't get out, and two, zombies can't get in. Yeah, the yeah the villagers they keep trying to come out the door and they can't, so it's annoying. You know they're always open up the door. <laughs> yep. I like shut it in their face and they just open it up and they're just staring at me. I got a pretty funny clip with that actually. The other thing you can do is because you use spruce doors, you can use the spruce trap doors because they look so close to regular spruce doors. 
and when you stack them on top of each other, the villagers can't open them. Okay. Well, I won't be able to get in, will I? Yeah. You're only 1.75 blocks tall. Okay, I see what you mean. Dun, dun, dun. I was actually, I was considering a fence gate at the door. Yeah, I was going to say, or do what I do, and I just use fence gates all over the place now. Yeah. Like, that's all my doors. We'll see how, I mean, if the zombie gets zombies get to them, they're going to, you know, they'll still be there, but I'd rather not, if I can help it. They will eat their face. Yeah. But uh, besides that, I went ahead and pacified all my pillagers. Mm-hmm. And I, usually when I go past my pillagers, they shoot at me a little bit, and then I'd run around them. I'd just circle them for a little bit. And I, I did this many, many times, and I've noticed their crossbows aren't breaking. And I don't know if it's right the fact that I'm leaving them. I'm, you know, even when I log out and log back in, are these crossbows resetting? You know, are there, is their damage staying there? You know, I don't, I don't know how that works. So it took a little while. I put a track around them. I just cruised around them until their uh, crossbows broke. And uh, also noticed their crossbows are still in their hand. You know, you have to either leave the chunk or log out for them to actually lose their crossbow. So that was a thing. Okay, so they will drop the crossbows eventually. Yeah, they'll run out, or it'll break, but they'll still have it in their hand, which I thought was weird. See, that was a change back uh, where it, we were Ripple Effect Season 2, because I had pacified a couple of them, and it broke, but then you had the problem where all of them were doing, like, basically a Nazi salute, <laughs> is what it looked like, which wasn't cool. So Mojang was like, hang on, we gotta fix this. So they fixed the arms, so they would actually drop both arms and i wonder if that's now become a glitch where you have basically have to leave the chunk for them to now drop the crossbow and drop their arms maybe because they don't want that to happen again yeah i noticed they're in the boats right now kind of got them out of the way but i i get close to them and they do put their arms up like zombies weird yeah because they can't attack you without crossbows right yeah so i don't know if that's because they're in boats maybe it would be funny if after you uh, pacify them, every time you walk by them, they raise their arm and try to hug you. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> they go from this, like, angry mob to now they just want cuddles all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I started naming them after, like, mobsters mm-hmm. because they remind me of mobsters. thought that's pretty funny. I plan on moving some to a different spot, not at my base, but a different spot. That's kind of a spoiler for a different episode. I was gonna say, better not be my base. No, it's not. It's not like a prank or anything. But I, I'm gonna have a lot of fun with it. I think it'll it'll be worth it moving these guys. It might be a pain, but it'll be worth it. Okay. But yeah, besides uh, you know, building this villager house, moving villagers, pacifying pillagers, all that good stuff. I uh, I'm in creative mode a lot. I got a big build. Yeah. I'm building this palace in heaven, and uh, I just chip away at it. It's it's not easy. Man, I don't know. I'm so impressed by some of these big pass or palace builders. I don't know. Just yeah. No, I know what you're trying to say. It's amazing how they put in the detail at the size of some of these builds that they're making. I'll usually go on Twitter mm-hmm. and look up some things, and on, I'm getting a lot of results for like different designs. I'm trying to put things together, but change things, change some blocks out. I don't want to copy anyone. If I do end up copying something. I want to, you know, at least mention the creator. So it's, uh, it's, it's hard. It's so hard. I could have never done this without Twitter and being inspired in that sense. But yeah, besides that, that's pretty much all I got for this week. 
Hmm? Well, do we want to jump into the news? Because we have a good bit of news. Yeah. We got a new snapshot. It was new snapshot means new things most of the time. <laughs> Let's go. We have clay renewability, mangrove trees finally, the mangrove swamp biome, and the echo shard and recovery compass. Yeah. Let's talk about clay renewability because that's basically the least. Yeah. Those aren't brand new. Yeah. Um, so you can make clay by placing mud on top of a dripstone block with a pointed dripstone underneath it. Mm -hmm. It'll suck the water out of the mud and turn it into clay. Yeah, pretty much drains it. Mm -hmm. Now, I didn't see if you can gather that water that's dripping out. I mean, I imagine you could. Yeah, I'd imagine you could. I just haven't seen it. I always wondered. It's cool. It's going to take a while. I want to say, who was it that came up with six and a half minutes per block on average? Uh, El Mango. So you might get one a little bit faster, might get one a little bit longer. Yeah, it does take some time. I mean, if you need a lot, probably be best to just go and get it. Yeah, go find a lush cave and mine the crap out of it. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you have like a spot where you don't have nothing to put, you can always put a clay converting area there. Exactly. That's probably something I'd do. Yeah, if I'm never in a lush cave area. Like, I'm in there, I'm in a lush cave area now, and I have more clay than I know what to do with, so it's not a problem. But if I was to build somewhere else, say I was in a snowy biome or something where I couldn't have access to it, I would probably build one of these farms uh, just to have passively running in the in the side. Mm -hmm. So, like, you could just place all the mud, forget about it, come back, and now you have clay. Yep, just grab it when you come past. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's probably how I'd use it. But, but if you think about clay, usually you use it to get bricks, right? I mean... Exactly. Sometimes you use clay in builds, the blocks. Not not a lot of time you're going to convert it into terracotta because it's a lot easier to go mine that as well. Yeah, just go mine it. Right. It just It's extra steps. Why not just go mine it? But uh, you can get bricks from villagers, from trading with villagers. So, you know, it's, it's nice to have it renewable, but... Mm -hmm. It's always great to have options. Right, exactly. Uh, let's see, mangrove trees. Let's go on to mangrove trees and the swamp biome changes. Mangrove trees have been added. We can officially grow them now, and it won't turn into an oak tree. Mm -hmm. They look cool. I am the, the root block is growing on me a bit. I was just going to say that. Mm -hmm. It's starting to grow on me as well. No pun intended. <laughs> you see, yeah, so see what we did there? <laughs> but yeah, uh, I like... I like the color, the reddish tint. I think it's great. I think that's what crimson wood should have been from the get-go. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure the fascination with pinks and purples that it feels like Mojang has sometimes, but this this red and this tree wood type, so good. I'm going to be using the crap out of it. Yeah, I definitely prefer that red over the crimson red. Mm -hmm. Definitely. It seems like the growing mechanics are a little different. I mean, you can grow it in water, which is cool. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know how deep, though. I didn't really notice how deep in the water. I don't think you can be too deep. Yeah, it looks like maybe three, four, possibly five blocks deep. Because the roots kind of extend the height of this tree. Yes, that was the other thing. Tree farming this tree, no bueno. Yes, it looks like it would be pretty difficult. Yeah. I know you have to have, you know, the, the roots, four roots grow out on each side of it. Uh-huh. So you'll need so much space to grow it as well. Yes. I think it grows on mud, 
dirt and grass, I believe. Mm-hmm. Sounds about right. Uh, and the roots cannot grow through stone. No. Or cobblestone, deep slate, any of that stuff. Right. So it can't be too close to those. If it's close to mud, though, it'll create the mud root or root rooted mud. I think it's rooted mud. Yeah, that's pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Though you can just combine it with uh, mud and root. Yes, you can do the crafting table. Right. And the roots always grow in a cross pattern, never diagonally, always north, south, east, west. Mm-hmm. It seems like uh, they do grow a little, they definitely grow different, but uh, I don't know, it's pretty random. It's definitely random. I, I kind of like that. Yeah, and looking at the biome itself, it creates this really cool maze effect without being a real maze. Yeah. I could see me wanting to live in a mangrove swamp for a base. Yeah, and I'm excited. The feel of it does, it feels like a swamp. And uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm real excited to when they put in the Firefly ambience. Yes. What it's going to feel like then. I think it's going to be really cool. They haven't really talked about fireflies since they announced them, though, have they? No, they haven't given us any of that. I think there was a, a experimental thing, or it might be in Bedrock. Not too sure. Because we were supposed to be able to feed the fireflies to the frogs to breed them, and now that's changed. Yeah, yeah at least the frogs would try to eat them, interact with them. I hope fireflies stay in the game. I hope. Mm-hmm. It's something I've always wanted so if they end up taking them out, that'll be kind of disappointing. Yeah, can, I can just imagine myself being in the swamp and having the fireflies and the maybe even some shaders on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would looks really really cool with the fireflies. Yeah, are the rooted blocks spawnable? I don't believe. I don't think so. It would make sense for them not to be, but I don't know. See, now I've got this mangrove swamp base in my head that I really want to do now. Yeah, I meant I remember they were the root block they were testing. I think it was Il Mango was saying that it's one of the most unique blocks because you can waterlog it, it's non spawnable, and you can pass redstone through it. Okay, okay. Yeah, that was a while ago though. Things might have changed. Right. I do know that the swamp biomes, mangrove swamp biomes, they're not housing any witch huts, it seems like. Yes. Not getting any of those there. Which I guess would be okay. Yeah. I don't know. There'd be a lot of clearing you need to do. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mangrove Swamp looks beautiful. I love it. The mangrove tree looks good. Like I said, the rooted block's growing on me. The leaf, the leaf block for it, I really like. Yeah, it's different. Mm-hmm. Glad they did that. I'm so glad it's just not another version of oak leaves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, too many of them look similar to oak. Uh, The one thing, though, that I've been a little questioning is, so bees can spawn with these trees yeah which i guess happens in real life but bees in minecraft don't like water and now they're spawning in a biome that's full of water and they end up just having the bees fly above the trees because they don't want to get near the water right Uh, to me it just feels a little out of place for the game yeah i mean you know it does bring a little bit of ambience to it just this buzzing but you got frogs buzzing sounds and frog sounds yeah guess you would hear something like that at a swamp i don't know just a thought i haven't got to see it up close and personal mm-hmm. yet you know how i feel about the bees regardless <laughs> jim was like yeah they can spawn in a biome that kills them let's go as long as the you know the bees give us honey and there's a lot of stuff you can do with the honey block actually i'm okay mm-hmm. i'm okay with it 
yeah, Honey Block has uh, quickly become a very nice thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's move on to the Recovery Compass, basically the big thing. Right, the brand new thing. From the snapshot. And did I not say we'd get a new item that was unique? Mm-hmm. I, I don't feel this was on the level of Shulker Boxes. <laughs> no. I know some people love it. For the casual player of Minecraft, this is huge. Mm-hmm. This is awesome. For people like me and you and uh, a lot of the other content creators, we have villagers that can replace all of our gear so quickly that it's quicker just to trade with villagers than it would be to grab the recovery compass and go find my stuff. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely going to be worth taking to the end, or at least yes, you know, when you go get your stuff. The end is where I find myself searching for my things more often than not. Or in caves. Caves also do that. Yeah, it's definitely going to be useful. I do feel like it's you're not getting as many shards as you would like to make these things. I was going to say, it feels a bit expensive. Yes, very expensive. Because what was it? I think Azuma did a good breakdown. He got six shards in 20 chests at an ancient city. That's not enough to make one recovery compass. Yeah, that's not a lot. <laughs> I think he did another ancient city and it was like 18 chests. He got seven shards. Right. There's one and a half compass. Yeah, you'd have to make two ancient city trips. Already, the ancient city is supposed to be rather rare in your world. Now you need two of them just to get a recovery compass. Not to mention, if you're on an SMP, only one person gets it. <laughs> only one person gets the recovery compass. You got to pass it around. Yeah, it's quickly becoming the most rare item in the game yeah well it's really just these these echo shards yeah which feel like they were created just for the recovery compass which to me doesn't make much sense unless they're they're doing something else with the echo shards that they're just not telling us about right now because you're making an item to make an item why not just have the recovery compass in the chest as loot right in the ancient city yes maybe one or two at least i mean right if you're on a server with 20 people, one or two won't even be enough. But you're not even giving us one. Right. What we're seeing now. I could see maybe finding a way to farm Echo Shards. Or craft them. Or, or craft them. Maybe you can take Skulk with an Amethyst Shard. I was just going to say that, yep. And craft them. Because then, it, then it's not an issue. Then this whole thing just goes away. Mm-hmm. And it's not a big deal. But then it would make the loot a little less valuable in the ancient cities yeah but as of right now and swift sneak is still the most valuable loot in ancient cities to me and i've said it before it's not enough to make me go down there yeah i'll go down there and i'll explore it one time and then i'll essentially be done with ancient cities because there's there's not really worth anything down there yeah i'm hoping that uh possibly the warden will drop these these echo shards it wouldn't even have to be a lot, you know, one or two at a time. You just want a warden farm. I, I'm pretty sure warden farms will be a thing if that's the case. I think you're 100% correct. Yeah, I think, uh, I think uh, they can't just give a six in an ancient city. That's just not, I don't know, it's not logical. You're not getting a compass out of that. Did we even mention what this does? I think we jumped into yeah. <laughs> talking about it. What does it do? So... A recovery compass will allow you to find the exact point where you died. As long as you're in the correct dimension you died at. Right. If you died in the end, 
the recovery compass does not work in the yoga world. Mm -hmm. That's how it works. Okay, so there we go. Back onto it. You are correct. Six shards is not enough. Seven shards is not enough. Fourteen shards, maybe. I don't even think that's enough. But that and that's what I'm saying. It's good for single player, mm-hmm. but for a multiplayer world, it's, it's horrible. Yeah, and as of right now, Ward don't drop anything. I'm not getting anything from it. We know they can respawn. You know, with just a call of the shrieker. Mm-hmm. So hopefully these things will drop something. It does take a while for these things to die. I feel like yeah, you know, it's. The challenge is going through the ancient city and exploring it the first time, getting through the warden and everything, but afterwards, being able to use it to your advantage, being able to farm this warden, I think that's the goal in my mind. Yes. Who knows, the shard thing might be what you need to open this dimension. We still don't know. We don't know if it's a dimension, but... I'm going under the assumption that it's not a portal, just because Mojang is saying it's not a portal. I fully believe it is, but from now on, I'm going on the assumption there's nothing there because that's the information I have guaranteed. Just a big hole in the wall. I'm treating the ancient city as if there is no chance of a dimension ever being there. And in its its state right now, not worth it. I would much rather go explore a mangrove swamp. Yeah. And, and that's weird to say that the loot in a mangrove swamp, just mangrove trees, to me, is better. <laughs> Right. I mean, like I said, you, you got that, that challenge of, you know, the warden, you know, looting this place with a warden around and, uh, you know, making too much noise. That'd be fun. But afterwards, there's nothing there. No reason to go back. Right. I could see, like, get rid of Echo Shards and have the warden drop his antenna or her antenna. I don't know if the warden's a boy or a girl, but have him drop the antenna and then the antenna acts like the Echo Shards. So, like, maybe a warden drops two antenna every time they die. Now you have a reason to farm the warden. You can only get the Shrieker block in an ancient city, right? Even if deep, even if the deep dark spawns somewhere in your world, they don't spawn with Shrieker blocks in them. So now you have a reason to go explore the ancient city to get the Shrieker block so you can build your warden farm. So you can then farm the warden antlers or antenna or whatever they are. Mm-hmm. And besides the portal, if it's a portal... There'd be a reason to go back to the ancient city because you have a warden farm there. It's the only place you can build it. Well, no, because you can pick up trigger blocks. Well, you you can't spawn it outside the deep dark. I think you can still spawn it. You just can't spawn trigger blocks. Hmm. I don't know. I didn't think it was like that. I think you can. I think they only spawn in the deep dark. At least that's what I thought. I could be wrong. I don't know either. Someone's yelling at us. You know, someone's yelling at us. Listen to this. <laughs> one of us. One of us are wrong, and I want to know. Yeah. Either way, Recovery Compass is cool. Casual players are going to absolutely love that. For players like me or you who's been around the block, who do a lot with villagers and stuff, it'll be easier to make a villager trading hall than it is to get a Recovery Compass. Yeah. Uh, having said that, I, I want one. <laughs> <laughs> I still want one. Oh, yeah, I want one. But if I have to fight four other people on the server to get one, it's not worth it. Mm. let's move into the listener comments we have one of these that i am having fun with so this one's from alpha spirit yt and they say in episode 137 you said that the inventory issue could be fixed slash better if there was a hot bar swap there is a way to do this in any server with a client side mod called tweakaroo you can bind hot bar swap keys for example if i press one plus shift it would swap to the first hot bar in my inventory 
and so on. I use this all the time. I did not realize this. Yeah, I didn't know that was a thing. I went to download Tweakaroo and realized you need other things with Tweakaroo. So I said, nah. And it turns out there is a fabric mod just called Hotbar Swap. It does exactly what I want it to do. Just swap the hotbars. And I have installed it on my game and was using it yesterday. Mm. It is a bit to get used to. It definitely changes the game. Uh, for the better or not, I don't know yet. But I'm going to put it in practice for the next month or so. I'm, I'm going to force myself to rearrange my inventory into hotbars instead of a static inventory to see if it makes the game play better for me while building. Nice. Now, he said that Tweakaroo is a client-side thing, so you can use it on any server? Yeah, there's a lot of people on Ripple who use Tweakaroo already. I thought about it because you get a free cam. You can basically get a camera account without having a camera account. Oh. That's real nice or whatever, especially when you want to do thumbnails, because I just go into, was it spectator mode, take thumbnail pictures, but seeing all the stuff that was attached to it, it's like, I, I only wanted the hot bar swap. I don't need all this other stuff. So I, I went and I found another mod and uh, I'm using it. And so far it, it works just fine. I just have to get used to it. What'd you say it was called again? A uh, hot bar swap. Oh, okay. <laughs> Matter of fact, I want to, I want to look it up real quick so I can give credit to the creator. Yeah. I've never heard of this. It's funny how you brought this up. I think when bundles were being created, when we first saw the bundles, you mentioned hot bar swap. Kind of curious if, uh, if it was out before then, you know, if this is something people already considered. I'm sorry, it's called Hotbar Cycle mm. is the one I'm using. There is another one called Swap, but I don't think it had been updated updated in a while. Okay. This one is, I, I'm sorry, I'm going to butcher your name and I feel bad. Nyupo, N-Y-U-P-P-O. They are the owner that created this mod. And literally because we're using Fabric, for ripple effect i literally just took the folder that winter gives us with all of our ripple effect stuff and tossed this in there and i mean it worked just like that nice didn't have to do another thing just downloaded it tossed it in the folder we were good to go yeah when in doubt just spell the creator's name yes that's what i do so far works exactly how it's supposed to i'm gonna get used to it i'll have an update on it next week but yeah i'm curious to see if i'm correct and that this does make inventory management a lot better I may consider it. When building that cottage I was building, I ran into a lot of inventory issues, especially you know when detailing the inside and the outside. Yeah. I was, yeah, it was a mess. Right. I actually stored like all my detailing stuff in that house just so I don't have to run <laughs> for things. Yeah. Like I have detail storage in that house now. Nice. But thank you for that question, Alpha Spirit YT. That comment was from our Discord, and it's the only place where you can talk to everyone who works on the show easily. Just take Paragraph 8's word for it. Hey there, I'm Para, and if you're enjoying the show and wish to get involved in the conversation, head over to the Withering Effect Discord. It's the best place to give your opinions on the topics discussed on the show, and who knows, you could even be mentioned on a future episode. Follow the link in the show notes and join today. Thank you for the Discord ad, Paragraph 8. Speaking of the Discord, it's the only place you can get involved in the Mending Minecraft vote. This week we asked you to choose between one of three biomes for us to discuss and improve. And your choices were Old Growth Pine Taiga, Crimson Forest, Windswept Gravity Hills. And the winner of Mending Minecraft this week is... 
Windswept Gravelly Hills. I didn't even know that was a biome. Or, or old growth <laughs> pine taiga. I think I live in an old growth pine taiga. <laughs> is, that, is that what it's called? I never heard it called that. I always thought it was mega. They, they changed the names like an update or two ago. Yeah, I remember they changed Shattered into Windswept. Right. But I didn't know the old growth taiga thing. And they threw pine in there. Mm-hmm. With no pine trees. What the heck? Yeah. I mean, I kind of, it's kind of pine trees, but we don't call it that. Anyways, uh, the windswept Gravelly Hills had 27 votes. Second place was Old Growth Pine Taiga with 14, and Crimson Forest had three. Probably the lowest amount of votes I've ever seen in my new Minecraft. But a few things on the windswept Gravelly Hills. Uh, the windswept Gravelly Hills variant replaces the top few layers of stone and grass with gravel across its landscape. The hill variant is relatively barren, the occasional oak and spruce tree available, but it's also one of the few places that has llama spawns. These are the only biomes besides mountain biomes where emeralds, emerald ore can be found, and underground below sea level infested blocks with silverfish can be generated, even below the deep slate layer. That's about it. It's kind of a variation of a windswept hill. Fixing this biome? Or mending this, I shouldn't say fixing. Mending this biome mm-hmm. is 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 fun and not fun at the same time. Because what comes to mind when I hear windswept anything mm-hmm. is I picture those trees where the winds blowed so hard they're leaned to one side, and basically all the lower weaker branches have been ripped off. So <laughs> like you have this skinny tree that's bent over and then leaves on top. Right. Uh, you can kind of see it in the azalea tree, how the azalea tree looks like it kind of leans over to one side. Right. I'd like to have the trees in this biome take on that shape, take on the the leaning over shape with all the bottom leaves removed except for some of the top. Yeah, it'd be cool if you any grew any tree you grew in this biome would grow diagonal. Right. That would be cool. Like, I wanted to add wind to Minecraft, and that's really hard. You can't just add wind. I know there are shader packs that allow things to move as if wind is blowing them. Mm -hmm. But to do wind in Minecraft without adding anything external, my one thought is to do this. Add the bent over trees, and that'll make it seem like the wind is blowing in a certain direction. Yeah, and if you think of the wind-swept the word well the word windswept has wind in it but mm-hmm. it was changed from the shattered biome which shows you that the this biome is like decimated from wind right so it would probably make sense to have some trees decimated as well exactly maybe even have fallen trees that's something we don't have in java i want to say bedrock has that already so adding it to java would be a good thing mm-hmm. some some dead bushes would be another thing. All the leaves got ripped off the bush, but the uh, the bush itself stayed put. Or even have a new bush, kind of like the azalea bush, or whatever it's called, but half of it's dead. Mm. That, that, that brings a whole new plant to the game. Yeah. I think that would be really cool. Like, lean into the fact that the wind has just absolutely torn apart this area. Yeah, because looking at it, it has. It's a mess. right uh and finally like add add some uh some wind howl sounds Mm -hmm. you you know what i'm talking about you're outside it's a really windy day you hear the Mm -hmm. sound all the time 
Yeah, a little bit of ambience. Right? I think that would be really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you see the a lot of these windswept biomes, the way they're created, the way they're generated, you would definitely hear noises from wind coming in and out mm-hmm. of this kind of generation. I don't know if it would be good in this biome or not, but it's something I want in Minecraft, and that's like a really misty, foggy biome. Yeah, like near oceans or rivers. I don't know, like just the entire biome. Maybe it would work better as a rainforest biome. Okay. But it's something I've always wanted. Yeah, I live along the river, and in the mornings, the whole valley is foggy. I think I mentioned that before. It'd be nice to, you know, when the sun's coming up, maybe have some fog above the river, just river biomes. Yeah. Doesn't even have to be ocean, but that'd be cool. It's a little off topic for windswept gravelly hills, but... (laughs) Yeah, Owen, you don't want to add a lot to this area. They already have a unique mob and llamas. Yeah. They have unique terrain in the fact that there's so much gravel and stuff there. Mm-hmm. So my thing was like bushes and trees and shrubbery, all this kinds of stuff. Now, how can you do it in this biome that makes it different from all the other biomes? And it's like have half of it dead, have them leaning over, stuff like that. Yeah, like a, when I was reading the notes, it is a relatively barren biome. You know, there's right. not much there. It's mostly gravel. It's nice for mining. Nice mining area. Mm -hmm. I would prefer a regular gravelly hills or gravelly mountain because the terrain isn't, you know, as wonky. Yeah. And my big thing was trying to make it where maybe someone would want to live there and not so much just go and tear up the terrain and leave. Mm -hmm. But yeah, as of right now, it's more of a mining biome. It's not even fun to cave in there just because if you break the wrong block, you could get suffocated. You know, you got a lot of gravel above you. Mm-hmm. Trying to think if there's anything else. I think that's all I got for it. Like I said, I didn't want to add a ton to it. I didn't want to change it up a massive amount. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to see if there's anything in the Discord about it. Got a lot of votes for it, but some people are mentioned structures, maybe campgrounds in the gravelly hills. Campground would be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. That's a structure we don't have right now. So creating tents and stuff would be nice. Yeah. Might get blown away. Maybe lanterns that are blown out. Yeah, in the campgrounds. Yeah. Or campfires that are blown out. So you could get a lantern decoration without actually producing light. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that suggestion was from Zach Attack. Oh, he's got an idea for that? Mm-hmm. Nice. We're on the same wavelength. Yeah. Yeah, that's a generated structure we don't have. And there, I feel like there's a lot of blocks in the game that could give us a campground. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought you were talking about the lantern idea. Oh, no. No, the campground. Yeah, no, campground's awesome. Yeah, that's all I see. That's all I'm saying. And where we're at in the show, we need to wrap it up, because Carl's still got our uh, our time limit on, as he is still uh, swamped, and we don't want to overwork him. Right. Next week is going to be a fun show, though. Just giving a little teaser warning. Matter of fact, the next two weeks, I think are going to be fun ones. So be prepped. Actually, by the time this episode goes out, I think everyone will know what I'm talking about. But I'll save spoilers for post-show. Yeah. But I think that's going to do it for today's show. Before I have Jimbo read us out, I want to say a huge thank you to our patrons who are supporting the show. Our milk-level patrons are Omni, Croc, Fragile Rock, KC Plays Games, Obeat, Vipers Tuna, and Wire Guy. 
If you too would like to get access to exclusive benefits and hours of extra content each month, please consider joining at patreon.com slash the withering effect. If you like the show, you can share it with all of your friends on social media. And if you listen on Spotify, rate and follow us so you never miss a future episode. Or if you listen on Apple Podcasts, leave us a nice review. Doing any of these really helps the show reach more listeners. If you'd like to get in contact with us, send an email to podcast at thewitheringeffect.com. Tweet us, leave a voice message, or join our Discord, where you can have a chat with everyone who works on the show and fellow listeners. All the links are in the show notes. This show has been brought to you by Jimbo and myself, but also our digital producer, Carl. He helps make sure the show ends up where it should be, and the amazing music you hear in the intro and outro is created by the one and only Decoy. Everyone's social media info can be found in the show notes. You guys have been awesome as always. Thank you so much for getting withered with us. You should probably go drink your milk now. Bye. See you guys.